I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Today we are talking about what you would call canceled culture, and maybe a couple other things along the way. I'm canceling you. <laughs> so this isn't going to completely tie in with our... What is cancel culture? Okay, so if you don't know... Please tell me. If like, you don't know cancel culture I'm not very is, hip. I guess it'd be looking at something someone said or did and then jumping on it and trying to get them fired from a job or out of office or... Is it like, is it like the concept of just cherry picking what somebody says and like being like oh they said that and they must mean it this way and not really taking it and having a full perspective of it or I think sometimes it gets to be like that and people don't really dig in sure so this won't necessarily tie in completely with what we talked about last week but it's a little bit of a spur of that and maybe we'll touch on something else that really has been getting on my nerves um with what's been going on so I guess before we get to the canceled culture part, we'll start with the other piece that I was getting on my nerves. And maybe you've seen this too, Trish. I don't know. but I'm not sure. I don't know what you're going to talk about, so I'm excited to find so out. So with the the Black Lives Matter, the protests, the rioting, things like that. Okay. And this doesn't necessarily only happen with what's been going on the past couple of weeks, but it's something that happens whenever there's something major going on. Yeah where there might be somebody that doesn't necessarily want to be involved for the right reasons, but they're looking at it as like, oh, something's going on. I want to be there to be a part of it, not because they believe They're in, like riding on the coattails of it kind of thing or like taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out where you're coming from here. Well, let's put it this way. Things like music festivals or Coachella and things like that maybe mm-hmm. have been canceled this year. And there's people that are very into their Instagram posts and will show up to a protest and you'll and you'll see it because somebody caught them doing it where they're with their friend, they have a sign, they're standing and waiting, they see a line of protesters coming and as soon as they get there, they hop in line, get their photo op, and that's the only reason they're there. Like almost like acting like they're doing something good when maybe they're not doing something good, like putting out the perception of that. Is that where you're going with this? Or? Yeah, like putting it out there so that their quote unquote brand looks good. Sure. Which the other piece of this that's getting on my nerves with it is this last Tuesday was uh, Blackout Tuesday, where I think, and I don't know who started it, you know, but to me it seemed like it was a you're blacking out social media to not take away from what was going on, but to silence your own promotion. Which we did our podcast. We Yeah, we our, our podcast released on individually Tuesday. Individually we did. And we didn't want to necessarily promote it on Tuesday. We waited. Right. And there's the the promotion aspect of, you know, don't use the hashtag Black Lives Matter because you don't want to take away from posts that are using that and get that information lost. There's people saying, well, if you just post a black picture and you don't explain what's going on, you don't post anything after it, then what are you doing? And I don't know if there's a right or wrong way, 100%. I just don't think there there was or is. And then there's the, I, I saw certain brands, I'm not going to name them, where they posted it 
a black picture in support of Blackout Tuesday. And then later in the day, I saw normal posts from them like any other day promoting their brand, which I think is exactly the opposite of what it was supposed to be doing. Sure. That's that's kind of the thing that's been bugging me. Yeah. I think of, okay, so the preacher in me (laughs) or whatever you want to say. I just think of the scripture um, in Matthew where it says, to not practice your good deeds or your righteous acts before man to be seen by man. Because if you do that, you're, it's like, it's not rewarded by God. And that's kind of what I think of when you're saying all these things, like we, we do things for God to bring glory to God, or we do good deeds to be seen by God. But when you're doing it to be seen by man, like if every good thing we did, we posted on Instagram, are you doing it? Cause it's something good to do, or are you doing it? to be seen by man. Like I, I think of things like giving to charities or giving an offering or whatever. And I guess that's a whole nother topic in and of itself, but like a lot of people do it to just be seen or to have that recognition or how about, yeah, like you said, showing up to protests or whatever and just flaunting like that they're doing good or going out and volunteering. And I'm not saying like I haven't taken my kids to feed my starving children and posted pictures like that on on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'm not, so I'm not condemning it. I'm just trying to catch up with what you're talking about here. And I feel like I'm, I'm tracking. Am I tracking all right? Yeah, I think you're tracking. You, but okay. the thing is, you may have posted that, but you didn't just go do that to post it. Right? Sure. You did it to do it. And then, yes, you you did take a picture and post it. But you weren't like, oh, this is, is gonna, this is gonna look really. I mean, good there to- is like a psychological side of it, though. Like when you do something good and people don't notice it always, but then you post it on Instagram or social media and people sure. see, and then you get accolades. I understand like the psychology behind it and why people do it doesn't mean it's right. Well, and that's the whole thing with social media. Majority of the time, people posting things about themselves, they're not posting real life. They're not posting the wrong things in their life, the things that suck in their life. They're they're posting things that look good, right? They're not going to post, you know, about their bad day, right? They're going to post something good, typically. I'm not saying everybody's, you know, always doing that and never posting negative things about their own life, but that's in typical fashion. They're they're but then you to get those like Debbie good. Downers that are just like, oh, life sucks, and the- right, right, but but. <laughs> Just to circle back, I'm talking about people who are literally using a protest as a photo op. Yeah. Right? That's what's kind of gotten on my nerves about it. Sure. To transition to what we're calling canceled culture kind of is on the the same wavelength of it touches what's been going on, but this is something that goes on all the time. And it just is maybe brought to light a little bit more right now with what's going on. I think it's important that people do their research on people when it's, you know, you're talking about a political office or anything like that publicly where what did this person do in their past, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't just take their word for it all the time. So it is good to do research and dig things up. However, when there's something going on and you you look back and you see that so-and-so posted something on their Twitter account five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was, right? 
and you don't know the context of it. And maybe they were 16 at the time or, or whatever. Right. Right. And now you, someone digs it up, sees something that maybe at the time that person was joking around, didn't understand the maybe derogatory, you know, um, nature of what they said. And now it's being used to cancel them mm-hmm. in a way of like dig up where they work, email their corporation or whatever, and try to get them fired. Right. I think it's, it's important if you're going to bring that up that you go to that person and you actually talk to them, find out what they believe, what, you know, where were you at when you said this or did this, you know, and. But that doesn't make for good news. <laughs> well, I get that, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying like saying, this cancel culture is not really necessarily news. It's like right. general public. It's people's real life. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying those people should be just given a pass either and that you can't just brush it off because that's part of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to confront them. And I know it's in the Bible somewhere, and I'm going to lean on Trish to find it because she's the she's the scholar here. So, um, <laughs> but the the matter of when you have an issue with someone to go to them, yeah, right. Yep. You don't you don't blast it in public, and I think that's a big part of the problem. When and that's a big part of the problem with social media is people. Think that they whatever they say or do is. It's also in Matthew, by the way. I, I knew it was in the New <laughs> Testament, but. Yeah, Matthew eighteen fifteen says, "If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over." Another translation says, "If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense." If the other person listens and confesses to you, it to you, you have won that person back. And I, just going off of this scripture alone, we've all done wrong and we've all sinned as, and we've all fallen short, like the name of our podcast. And it, there is something so humbling and sweet when somebody comes to you and they, and they tell you what you did wrong and they point out to you maybe how you wronged them or how you offended them. It, it's hard. Confrontation sucks, but it is good to have those conversations because that's where healing can come. And and the person you go to, or if they're coming to you, they might not be open to receive it. Mm-hmm. And it might take some time, but I don't think that's an automatic, well, let's get them fired from their job or, you know, whatever, something like that treat others how you want to be treated and like if you we all know each of us probably majority of you listening we didn't grow up having a ton of social media or access to social media when we were younger we've gotten our hands more on it and Thaddeus and I when we were in high school we had what was it called MySpace that was even, or Zanga? that was past high school I think we had Zanga maybe Live Journal existed thought I had MySpace my senior year too anyways social media was just kind of coming on the on the scenes and instant messenger and all that. And here's the thing, like if all the things we had thought about or whatever, when we were younger, it was all, we had access to Instagram or Facebook when we were that age, what would we have following us right now? And so, um, your brain's just not fully developed when you're really young. Well, and, and you might, 
think of something as not really being offensive or derogatory because you hear and it maybe wasn't 10 or 15 years ago right but you you hear something on tv or a movie or in music right and you think it's okay and it's not totally like there are times that i i sit our kids down and i'm like hey you guys should watch this movie i loved this movie when i was younger and it was maybe like 15 20 years ago and i'm playing the movie for them and there's things that they say or do that i I'm like, you would not be allowed to say those words today. And we're talking PG. Yeah, not bad movies. Obviously, I'm letting my kids watch it. But I'm like, okay, so now I have to have a conversation with my kids about that word that they said. Probably words my kids never really heard before, but they're super offensive. But just we don't use them because they are. Well, to be honest, they may have heard them. Well, yeah, I guess, especially the older ones. You you don't. I mean, I know I heard things growing up just from peers that are my age not from my family but from peers right so even though we think our kids may or may not know something a lot of times they already do which right. you know we we have to do our job to you know help them in that regard if they know things it's usually because you've already told them <laughs> I, I try to make sure that i'm open with them that they are hearing things in a way that's not like oh that's okay Mm-hmm. I think what we're getting at is, or maybe I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, you're more so. I'm just tracking. I'm, I'm learning. I think I'm leading the way on this episode a little bit. But Well, it's cool. I'm happy you want to talk about it because I feel like I, I want to learn about it. You're more up to date on the news and stuff than I am. And Well, I, I think what it comes down to is, on a personal note, if I say or do something that comes across offensively or derogatory or whatever whether that's today or five years ago, 10 years ago, right? I don't want to then in a couple of years, it'd be dug up and, and haunt mm-hmm. me, right? I think we, we all, it's one thing if it's a constant pattern, right? But if someone says something and it's like, a you know, it's finding out the, the real truth there. Right. You know, and not just automatic. Well, and don't you want to surround yourself with people who think the best of you too? Yeah, but we can't we can't also then surround ourselves with people that um, only affirm the good and don't point out the bad, right? right? Or maybe those wrong things they're totally on board with. Sure, right? There's just a, I think it's hard. A lot of times, Trish will say that I'm more black and white, but I think in some cases there's a little area of gray where you have to give some people grace, and mm-hmm. you can't just automatically oh, you're totally the so graceful and but you just can't totally go at something sometimes and just quote unquote cancel them that's that's where i'm at with it i I think it's a a lot of times people get wrapped up into it especially in a time now of what's going on where they're just looking for somebody to be a racist and they're gonna call them out and try to cancel them right and I'm not saying that they're wrong for doing that and calling people out, but a lot of times it's people they don't even know. They have no idea. It could be somebody across the country. They don't know what they're truly like. And so they just, they see something and then they're just going to dig up and dig. Cherry and dig. pick, misconstrued. Yeah. And, and sometimes they might be right, right? Sure. They might be a bad person. Is it the right way to go about it to call their employer and try to get them fired? I don't know that I can agree with that totally. The right 
thing to do in my mind is to try to reach out and not attack them, but try to call them out. And maybe you find people they know to help them call them out. I don't know that it's right necessarily to try to get somebody fired from their job because of something they said that then caused you to just, oh, they're racist or, oh, they're, uh, in, they're a homophobe or whatever. It's just good to learn about this kind of stuff and learn about... Well, and in the end of it, even us talking about this right now, who knows? Maybe it'll come back to bite us in the butt. I don't know. That's To me, I don't think that we're saying anything wrong. And hopefully, if we are, someone will come to us directly and be able to call us out and have a conversation about it. And I know a lot of times people that call people out randomly, it's not received well because it's coming across as attacking. And then people just get defensive right away and, and nobody wants to hear it. So hopefully, whether... This episode is causing, you know, us to, you to question us or a future episode, a past episode. Hopefully you can come to us and have a conversation about it. Yeah. A soft answer turns away wrath, the Bible says. Unless Trish has anything else to add. Nope. I'm, I'm good. I'm learning. We're going to try to wrap this one up here. If you do have any questions or concerns about what we're talking about, you have a prayer request, you can email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying this, please like it, subscribe, share with your friends. Until next week, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.